that CMO Confidential Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to CMO Confidential, the podcast that takes you inside the drama, decisions, and choices that go with being the head of marketing. Hosted by five-time CMO, Mike Linton. Welcome marketers, advertisers, and those who love them to Chief Marketing Officer Confidential. CMO Confidential is a program that takes you inside the drama, the decisions, and the politics that go with being the head of marketing at any company in what is one of the most scrutinized jobs in the executive suite. I'm Mike Linton, the former Chief Marketing Officer of Best Buy, eBay, Farmers Insurance, and Ancestry.com, here today with my guest, Rashad Tabakawala. Today's topic, a leading marketing thinker and futurist talks about what's next, part do. Rashad uh, served as President of Starcom, Chief Innovation Officer of Publicis, and is a best-selling author, in-demand speaker, and the host of What's Next, a podcast that provides a wide-ranging look at the future. As you can gather from our pithy title and introduction, this is his second time on the show. Welcome, Rashad. Thank you, Michael and Mike. Both, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Okay, first question. We did a show last summer, summer of 23, and there's been an awful lot of change since then. Given how you look at, at at the world, what are the biggest changes in the business landscape that you see uh, that has happened since our last show? I would say that very broadly, the biggest broad change is um, that AI has become mainstreamed. We started thinking about AI for the first time, really, not that companies weren't in it long before, but it sort of happened upon the world in November of 2022. Yeah. And it was in May, it was in March of 2023 that GPT-4 came out, which was a more advanced version of chat GPT or GPT-3.5. And since then, you know, every major company, including Microsoft, Meta, have basically angled towards that. I've just come back this last week, I was at CES, and CES was AI first, devices second, for the first time in 15 years. So one is AI everywhere, and it's AI as lipstick on a pig. So whether you have AI or you don't have AI, you slap AI on everything. And there's this great ad from Tropicana, which basically, <laughs> You know, shows the package without the letters I and A. Yeah. So they renamed the package, you know, they renamed the drink to whatever, Tropana. Um, yeah. and, and, and it says 100% uh, pure orange juice, 0% AI. But outside yeah. of that, most people are 100% AI, and sometimes that's 100% bullshit. So is this like the connected home uh, was a, a number of years ago where everyone was just saying they were a connected home and they didn't, you, you used the words lipstick on a pig. Um, which would be, it's AI, but in name only, or is it really progress on a lot of these businesses? In, in many cases, there is progress. The reason there is progress is because while we have been thinking about AI broadly, I mean, in the public imagination for about a year, 
and a month or two. Uh, AI itself has been 80 years old. And right. some of the first breakthroughs in AI, I mean, in 1996 is when Deep Blue beat um, Kasparov. And okay? chess. And yeah, chess. chess. Yeah. It was 2000 and I think 12 where Deep Mind beat AlphaGo or beat the best AlphaGo player. Yeah. Um, and so if you think about it, uh, the last 10 years have had major advances in AI, but it took something like GPT-4 and this combination of chips from GPU, lots of internet stuff to train on and new algorithms to really blast upon the world, which meant that many companies had been doing that. You know, to a certain extent, uh, a third of all of Amazon's sales used to take place after you checked out. That was a form of AI. And yeah. the way I look at it, AI, AI is applied statistics. Uh, it's basically correlation, you know, analysis. So I think it's that's there. I think the big thing that's happening is the smart companies are recognizing that AI is broader than generative AI. So yeah. I see a lot of consulting companies thinking that AI is generative AI. And generative AI, which is sort of chat, GPT, et cetera, is about 10% of AI, right? Uh, and, and, and AI really is everything from protein folding right. to, to a lot of other things. And so to a great extent, we are caught up with the shiny toy, which is somewhat important, but AI is very broad. So net is, I actually wrote a piece, which is very popular called AI is underhyped. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that next. Yeah, and also yeah. so the AI is underhyped. So AI, I, I think many companies are really making progress in this area, but some are not, and they're just sticking it on or becoming narrow, but many, many smart companies are moving forward. So, And you said in this piece um, that AI was going to create a wild ride for the four big horsemen of yes. the GDP. Yes. Tell us what you meant about that, and then... Yeah. then then I, I want to follow on and talk about to all our marketing and advertising listeners. Let's talk about AI and and, and then I, we have a whole host of issues, but but sure. let's let's go the four horsemen of the GDP. All right. So in the United States, uh about 50% of GDP is four industries. Uh healthcare, education mobility slash transportation, uh, which could be think of, you know, automobiles plus, yep. uh, and education. Okay. So so if I've if I mentioned education twice, then finance. So it's yeah, basically uh, that was yeah, good. Right, there's right. a lot of education and we All learned right. finances right. out when we heard it. Okay. Right. So right. so it's finance, right. education, you know, healthcare automobiles, and healthcare. Mobility. Yeah, and mobility and healthcare. That's fifty percent. Right. So yeah. now let's look at how it's going to impact. So in the case of automobiles, uh, you know, the reason we eventually are going to have either self-driving cars or smarter cars, even if not completely self-driving, is because of AI. Uh, and so that's one area where AI is having a big impact. When you think about healthcare, the reason a company like DeepMind was formed, which was eventually bought by Google, was it was basically to help in things like protein folding and better understand you know protein structure which it actually did 
Just so everybody I, knows what protein folding is, you should give us a sentence or two on it. it, it, it it's just that how the various, how different proteins are put together. What are some of the component parts and how do they like come together? So now you actually have a model where you can actually describe how they come together and you better understand it. And so to an extent, it's like another form of, you know, when they broke in and understood human DNA with the human genome. So yeah. this is the same thing with regard to proteins. And this is massive for health, right? It's, 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 mass. it's massive for health. And when you think about it, it is, if you think about what I believe are the two big technologies that are somewhat connected, which is AI plus biotech. So AI plus biotech is actually how we be began to have vaccines for COVID. Right? When you think about everything that Pfizer or Moderna and other people did, uh, it's basically that. So the next generation of, of healthcare technology will be that combination. The other one really is we now already know that many of these AI things can do diagnosis better than many radiologists and many doctors, right? So it doesn't mean you won't have doctors and radiologists, but Doctors and radiologists will look at the results and look for what may be wrong in the analysis or add a human touch to it. In fact, a human interface, because you don't want a AI to tell you you're ill. You need a human being to tell you you're ill. But in effect, it will change what every doctor does, every radiologist does, every practitioner does, while it changes the very science of medicine. So clearly there's automobiles there, there's medicine there. Education, you know, one of the interesting things was um, one of the uh, companies that was basically in the in the in sort of the book Chegg, right? Chegg yeah. one day basically said people are buying fewer books because they're utilizing ChatGPT to answer questions, and their stock price fell like forty or fifty percent that day, right? So in the case of education, I would look at things like Khan Academy, etc. Both because of COVID, where a lot of parents were wondering what exactly were they paying for in education, yeah. and the fact that today um, education will change. So, for instance, when I was growing up in India, we didn't have calculators, so we had to learn multiplication tables. Yeah. Right. Um, and once there were calculators, people said, Why do you need to learn multiplication tables? So, increasingly, when there's GPT and AI, a lot of what education is changes, right? Because we're moving into a world which I don't think people realize is initially we had a world where computing became cheaper and cheaper to almost free for most consumers, computing, right? So you could get a fantastic Cray equivalent of a supercomputer of Cray computer is one of the you know, Apple's iPhone 13 today is that. You know, iPhone 15 plus is much more of that. And iPhone 30 is about 500 bucks. Uh, so that's number one. So computing became free. Then because of the internet, distribution became free. Right. right. Which is why newspapers and magazines all got hurt because they weren't really in the, you know, they always thought they were in the content business and the free press business. They were basically in the monopoly of distribution business. Okay, and when the monopoly of distribution business went away, they didn't know how to operate. Now, and this is the really interesting thing, what happens when knowledge is free? And most of us are knowledge workers and knowledge is free, right? And that is the world we're entering in, knowledge is free. So what does education become 
when knowledge is free. That is super interesting. And I want to make sure everybody, Chag is a book exchange company right. that, that made its its bones on, on uh, Use education. Books. Right. Use yeah. education books. And to drop 40% of value, that's that's a lot of value just to make that announcement. Yeah. And, and so, so to a great extent, you know, that's the, the entire thing. If you get hurt by AI, you lose 40%. If you put AI's lipstick on a pig, you go up a few percent. So that's what people are doing right unless now. Unless you're Tropicana, then you just yes, run a really yeah. clever ad. So, right. so you're sitting here in marketing, you're looking at this, and you're thinking education is free, knowledge is free. I'm on a knowledge brand, or I'm on I'm in a knowledge business. Um, in 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 marketing or advertising, what should I be doing now? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, could be free. Yeah. So here's what basically happens: everybody in the advertising and marketing business who isn't working on the front lines, like at retail, right, or you know, in the factory making the product or providing the service, um, almost a hundred percent of our jobs are knowledge jobs. Right. Okay. And today, in anticipation of Davos, which starts tomorrow, it's tonight, right. starting tomorrow. Um, and um, the IMF, I believe, introduced a paper which said that 40% of all jobs will be impacted by AI. Yeah. But that rose significantly in advanced economies like the United States, where it was 60%. Right, because you, you have way less physical jobs. And, tons and they're more power. knowledge workers, right? So if you are today a chief marketing officer, if you're working any part of advertising, you're 100% knowledge worker, and your job is going to change dramatically in 2024. This is not a 2025 thing. It's a 2024 thing, which is what most people don't realize. So what should you do? Number one is embrace it like crazy, because I think the famous line is, you will not lose your job to AI, you will lose your job to somebody who knows AI better than you do, right? So one is embrace it, and I've been writing a lot about how to learn about this, and it's very simple, use every tool and invest in paying the $20 a month to get the advanced versions of tool. Don't use free OpenAI, use the $20 version of OpenAI. Because it's six months in advance and it's so different and so dramatically better that you should be doing that versus using what's free. Do the same thing for Runway ML, do the same thing for everything. That's number one. Number two is once you do that, think about how your job is going to change and start adapting your organization to it, right? And the third is we will still be necessary to complement, I believe the future is AI plus HI, AI being artificial intelligence and HI being human inspiration. So how do you basically complement, right, AI? And those are things like insight, wisdom, ideas, curiosity, because AI looks backwards looking forward. So those are some dramatic ways that you can change, which is embrace it, adapt your organization to remove any costs that are not necessarily needed, but then invest significantly in improving the quality. Because a lot of people believe AI is about cost cutting. Yes, right. it would eliminate some costs. But Especially I don't basically- There's a lot of efficiency drivers playing there, with this. There'll be some efficiency of, drivers, yeah. but here's what happens is the efficiency drivers will not be differentiated. Everyone will have Everyone's exactly the same them, efficiency. As soon as someone drives. figures it out, 
Everyone's going to have exactly the same thing, right? So, you know, I've always basically believed when people say we've got great search, I said, look, search is a tax, okay? It's the part of the margin you take, uh, you, you send to Google. It's not a differentiator. Yes, okay. that's a big. Okay. So, so I mean, come on, people, get a grip on yourself. So, so let's okay. let's let's springboard because we talked about the impact yeah. of AI, and now the other thing, like staring, just staring marketers right in the face right now, is the long-awaited Google cookie issue is finally is finally actually here. Even though I think they're only testing like one percent of users on this cookie thing, and they're you know you can read about it all you want. Talk about the cookie issue and and okay. So yes, okay. So here are three thoughts that I basically share with senior marketers, all of whom are much smarter than me, and all of them usually have this knowledge before I do, but maybe not in the extreme version that I deliver it. Um, and so number one is this entire cookie thing is a sideshow. Okay. Because what you're trying to basically do is someone is basically saying, we are no longer going to put coal in our steam engines, right? And you're, for some reason, let's say the entire marketing business was built on coal, which is like cookies. And someone says, okay, no more cookies in the steam engine. So everyone's getting all worked up about it. The real issue is the aircrafts are coming, right? So it doesn't matter what you put in the steam engine because search is being reinvented. Everything with SEO is not going to work anymore because the reality of it is people do not want information. They want answers. Right. So so, so you're going to search. It's going it, to, it, I think it, you it, called it a tax. And search, yeah. what search does is it gives you homework, basically. It so gives, it gives you, you homework. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the basically what happens is the reason by advertising on search works is because search doesn't work. Okay. If search works, it would give you the answer and you wouldn't be clicking around on stupid links and ads. Right. You wouldn't go okay. to the link. And right. That. So, th- so Ooh. now obviously, yeah. yeah. So what's basically happening is the question that I would have is what if SEO disappears? Not what if cookie disappears, SEO, yeah. SEM disappears or becomes far, far smaller. That's the real story. The cookie story is a sideshow. So okay. tell us, tell us as this develops the sideshow, and I agree with right. you on the sideshow. And also, I, I, I think there's a fundamental thing that you just said that is very important, which is consumers use search because it gets them to their answer faster than using anything else. But it right. still gives them homework every time. Yeah, it, it gives you yeah. information. You have to go through to answers, and what, and as people use, you know, AI based chatbots, etc. Their old stuff is, I'm going to give you a goddamn answer. Right. Right. And one that works. And, and, and then at some particular, so that is the, the big, that's one challenge. The other one is this the real thing that people are not paying attention to, and maybe now they'll pay attention to because of something nothing to do with reality, which is Bitcoin ETFs. Okay. Is I have been, and I wrote a piece called The Future of the Internet, which I stand by which is I believe the future of the internet is built on AI plus blockchain plus XR. And that's what Web3 is. So Web3 is not gone anywhere. Web3 is very powerful and it's about to challenge people, but people made the mistake of linking Web3 to metaverse. That's not what it was, okay? Web3 is AI, blockchain, and blockchain, I'll tell you why blockchain speaks to cookies. 
Because for anybody who happens to have used crypto, you used to have to have a wallet or you bought an right. NFT. You have to have a wallet. Wallet is the new identity. Okay. Wallet is tied into commerce. Wallet is tied into privacy. Wallet, you have zero permissionless stuff. If your company is not studying wallets and you're thinking that you can figure out the future of cookies by just figuring out bullshit about cookies, my old stuff is when you're thinking about cookies, number one, what's the future of wallets? Number two, what happens if SEO, SEM completely disappears? Right. And number three, which is extremely, extremely important is what happens, as I anticipate people are going to suddenly recognize, is that all the major platforms do to marketers what they've already done to media companies. That concludes part one of our show. Tune in next week for part two with Rashad Tabakawala.